If there's something that 2,000 years of history of Christianity proves, I think it's precisely what St. Peter says today in our second reading, that we do not follow cleverly devised myths. It might be easy for all of us, maybe at times, to maybe wonder about these things that we hear today, even this transfiguration moment, but everything else in the scriptures and whatnot, and maybe think, is this all real? Did this really happen? Or is this just some made-up fantasy that someone created, a myth that we are following? But for 2,000 years, people have followed Jesus, and they've had these life-transforming experiences. Now, I would think for Peter, James, and John, these three followers of Jesus— Three of the twelve who are called to go up the mountain and have this experience today, that maybe in their lives they too had some of those doubts and reservations, that maybe they also had that passing thought, is this a cleverly devised myth? For Peter, James, and John growing up in a Jewish household, they would have celebrated those great feasts of the Jewish people The Jewish people recalled all the actions that God had done all throughout their life and all throughout their history. And two of our figures today in this Gospel of the Transfiguration from the Old Testament who appear to Jesus and speak to him, Moses and Elijah, could have been possible that Peter, James, and John might have thought, well, Moses and Elijah, the things that happened in their life, surely it's a a cleverly devised myth. Moses, drawn out of the water. Moses, who has this experience of God in the bush, a burning bush, who hears the voice of God, who tells him to go to Pharaoh and to let his people go. Moses, who then does just that, and the angel of death passes over the homes, and he leads his people out of slavery into freedom, passing through a sea, the Red Sea, that split in two so that they could have safe passage. It sounds like a cleverly devised myth. But now as Moses is there speaking with Jesus, and as they are witnesses of this, well, Moses becomes so real to them. These stories that they celebrated, especially, for example, through the Passover, become so real in this moment. The same is true for the other, the prophet in our gospel today, Elijah. Again, kind of maybe fantastical things, easy to dismiss. Is this really real? Elijah, who challenged the prophets of Baal on a mountain, so these prophets were worshiping a false god. And he said, well, let's see whose god will show his power and might. So the prophets of Baal dance around their own altar and they're calling upon their false god who doesn't show up. But Elijah calls upon the god of Abraham, the god of Isaac, and the god of Jacob, and he manifests and shows his power. He makes his presence known to the people. And for all of them, realizing the power of God, and as Peter, James, and John hear this conversation between Jesus and Elijah, again, realizing who Elijah is and that he was taken up in a chariot to heaven, that it isn't a myth, but it's something real and believable and 
confirms for them this experience. So it really confirms for them all that they already believed. And as they have this experience, too, of God the Father saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. For Peter, James, and John, who left everything to follow Jesus, and maybe they had questions, what is he all about? Is this really real? Is this man legitimate? Well, in that moment, confirmed in their belief of who Jesus is, the one that they chose to follow. It's easy for us to maybe approach things as myths when it comes to faith. But faith is believing that these things are real. And the saints that the church celebrated this past week, I think, demonstrate to us again that they believed in the power of God and God showed himself and revealed himself in powerful ways to them. Saint Ignatius of Loyola was celebrated last Monday and the founder of the Jesuits. So if you're a fan of Marquette basketball, that's a Jesuit college. But St. Ignatius of Loyola, he was a man who was far away from God in his early life. He was a soldier, went out to battle, was laid up. He got injured in the battle, and so he convalesced somewhere, and he wanted to read probably some raunchy novels or whatever of the time, but there were none to be found. They brought to him the lives of Jesus and the lives of the saints, and As he began to read those books, they changed his life. And as he read about the saints, St. Francis and St. Dominic, he thought to himself, well, what if I was to do something like Francis and Dominic? And that's why he founded the Jesuits. But as he read the life of Jesus and as he read the lives of the saints, he came to realize that these people did not follow cleverly devised myths, but that Jesus was real and that they spent their entire life to make him known. The same is true for St. John Vianney, this parish priest in Ars, France. He wasn't the brightest light bulb of his seminary class. In fact, they sent him to this faraway town, hoping he would do very minimal damage to those people. And so St. John Vianney, there in the village of Ars, who believed everything of the scriptures, believed in the power of the sacraments, transformed that parish. Hours of confessions were heard a day, and his preaching touched the hearts of so many and facilitated conversion. He believed in the power of mercy and forgiveness. He knew that it wasn't just a myth, but something real, something he experienced and so many experienced. Think for all of us today as we come here to Mass on Sunday, well, we have this moment, too, where we will experience the glory and the majesty and the power of God. It'll be in the celebration of the Eucharist that we'll receive. And that, too, again, maybe we wonder, is Jesus really present here, body, blood, soul, and divinity? Is this just a myth or is this real? But the testimony and the preaching of the saints, the experiences of miracles, and even for some of us here today, we've experienced the great power that the Eucharist brings to us. There's no room for doubt in what we believe. But like Peter, James, and John today, we can become firm believers and witnesses 
to the Lord's glory.